0: Welcome
1: to The Dates,
2: Dates of Our, our Lives. Dates of our lives. Dates of Our Lives,
3: Starring Tunisia and Christy. We,
0: we are, are funny. F- we are beautiful. We are strong. We are capable podcasters. People love our podcast. <laughs> they love our podcast. <laughs> we just thought we We are enough. <laughs> we are
3: enough. Are we this if we stop right here, that's enough. This episode
0: is enough. <laughs> this episode Ugh. ends right now. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we would start with positive affirmations today
3: just to help us get started.
0: But I'm excited now, um, uh, <laughs> to introduce the episode and kind of the frame of the day. Today we'll be talking about our projects. T- touching
3: in on our projects. Yeah. Giving some project updates. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be talking about rom-coms through the lens of the
0: hierophant in the tarot. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. Especially because we have a special interview that we're, I'm thrilled for you to hear. Excellent. Tell me about your projects. Um... <laughs> Damn it, you got the start on me. <laughs> I did, I got the jump
3: <laughs> You got the jump on me. Um, my projects? Okay, let's see. I feel like the project of dating myself is going well. I'm learning a lot. I've been I continue to feel my feelings. That was happening I think last time we potted. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of a goal for this month. I'm trying to bring up I'm enjoying dates with a person that I'm going on dates with mm-hmm. and trying to bring up things when they come up when I'm like oh, I feel weird about something I'll just bring it up. Mm-hmm. Um how's even, that going? Well, it's great cuz like I've told him a couple times like I don't like talking about relationships when I'm trying. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then like he congratulated me the other day for being very brave. <laughs>
0: I feel like that's a positive affirmation. <laughs> I know, and
3: I was like, "Thank you." Um, and I don't know if he was making fun of me or not, but I we'll don't take care. It. I yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, and then, and then also, I've been going. I did another art date with my friend, and it was really fun. And and then she was like, "We should also do this other date where we go steal a lamp." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I reconsidered later, and so I've already thought about ways in which we could make that work. So, mm. Ava, if you're
0: listening, maybe? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I do like that petty crime could be a hot day. <laughs> that seems interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. how mm. are your how are your projects going? Well, my project of 50 dates, I you know, fraction fractions of that 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went on a date with my friend Adam the other day and it was super fun. And he we went to dinner at this new place, this Korean restaurant and it was so delicious. And so I'm really a fan of going to tasty food places on dates, I realized That's like, great. Because I just love food and it's like a really fun, sensual experience to share mm. with someone. And so you're like, oh, oh, this is like the best thing ever. Mm. Um And I realized like part of my project has been about reflecting on some of the questions that come up on the dates and the ways in which I feel into the space of being with someone Mm -hmm. and so I've really been um you know as I settle back into my as I settle into my new space I also have just been like trying to return to that Mm -hmm. so thinking about like what does it mean to share space with someone who's like willing to just really radically listen Mm. and share like an emotional space with you if you're having a hard time or or when you're, like, wanting to share really, like, hard news or really joyful news and, like, what does it feel like? How beautiful, what a gift to give someone and also to receive when someone just listens to you. Mm. That reminds me, I hope it feels
2: like I'm listening to you.
0: <laughs> I'm like, let me
3: see, does that, is that not listening? No, no but what but, but you just said about, like, the sensual eating thing. Yeah. Reminded, I was like, oh, you can do that same thing with, like being around just a human. Yeah. Which is really cool because you're like, oh, I just like, like, what is it like to listen Mm -hmm. or, like, hear you speak or, like, or or share to you? Mm -hmm. And then, like, that's, like, this whole, like, sensual sensory experience, too. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. And I, I also, like, when a friend came over for dinner last night and we, like compiled composed a meal together and I also like the creativity of people being like I'm bringing these ingredients if you can do this part and then like seeing what happened because like she was like get tomatoes and lettuce and then I made this like really delicious salsa mm. and she was like wait oh this is even better than the salsa I brought and I was like yeah and so we she up having this fun like composed meal together Mm, that's so cool so so I think and I you know I I've been really moved Christy in our in our friendship Mm. about like our capacity to to like touch into like the continue to remind each other of like the overarching theme of dating ourselves and what Mm -hmm. does that mean and to like be compassionate Mm -hmm. as the journey unfolds because you know, we're like a quarter of the way through the year and and I feel like there's a lot that's come up for both of us around um what does it mean to be like deeply um rooted in our values and and ourselves? And then like how do what are our like
3: programmed reactions to like attachments mm-hmm. or that come up. Yeah. And then you're like, do I wanna do that anymore? Yeah. And like what is that like how do I break with things that aren't working? Mm-hmm. And and, like, dig into the juicy, yummy yeah. parts that I want to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how do you
0: amplify? And I do think there is something interesting that I'm curious to see how it unfolds for us through this project of, like, yeah, what happens when we operate from a different space? Mm. And that, like, so I, right now, don't quite know what that looks like yet. Yeah. No, I feel that way, too. Um, and I also know that I am.
3: Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. I feel like it's like this exploratory energy, which is nice. And I don't always feel like I'm in it, but then I'm like, oh, but I am.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For That's sure. Cool. Yeah. All right.
3: So then um, we're going to be talking about romantic comedies and I feel like it'll probably like circle back, but romantic comedies through the lens of the Hierophant. So we kind of have to introduce what the Hierophant card is a little bit.
0: Yeah. What? Okay. So for me, I used to get the pull the hierophant card and be like, I don't know what this means. Same. I don't get it. Is this like person who, just a mean boss or <laughs> you know like is this more of the emperor energy? I think you said something that made me understand a little bit differently, um especially cuz like last year was a hierophant year mm. and I was like, oh, that was a terrible year. It was <laughs> of a constriction and restriction yes. and contraction and so that's maybe how I think of it so tell me more. <laughs> okay,
3: great. Yeah, the way I came to think about the higher
0: after reading a bunch of tarot books
3: is like like through the lens of these like different female writers mostly um is is like as a teacher card and like uh or like some kind of funnel to a higher source of information, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. So then Like, there is, like, one lens you could look at it as, like, the Pope card. Like, so there's this channel for, like, holy information, which I feel like it definitely fits really well into the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, like, can be problematic. But then it's, like, it's funny because I'm making a tarot deck, but I drew you for the hierophant. Like, I drew a picture of you. (laughs) Because I'm, like, yeah, because, like, you're this radical teacher and you're working with, like, uh, like adolescence and like bringing deep knowledge like but it feels like a circuit so it's like maybe like there's up like it, definitely the knowledge goes through the earth too that's mm. <laughs> kind of how I visualize it that's so cool Christy. so I kind of think okay. of like the hierophant as like this ch- it's like a channel of like deep understanding and then like transmission of that information and like the way that I think of it with you and with like radical other radical teachers is as this like Community and like this, like t- tapping into like community wisdom or like deep wisdom, and then like sharing it and sharing that information. Um, but I also think it can also very much be like this other thing of like top down, like I'm sharing something that's like this a secret from you, and like that okay. feels really restrictive. Okay. So it's um.
0: No, I re- yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I I am holding the visual of like. A circuit and like circuitry mm-hmm. and like how that functions as and thinking of like networks and, and the branching out of circuits and mm-hmm. how we can all be connected. And, like connections, yeah. Yeah. So thinking And you. maybe
3: connecting others in, right? Mm-hmm. Like
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: So that's very much how I envision the card when I think of it through the lens of Tunisia. Yeah. <laughs> And that's what I want it to be in my deck. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. there's other ways to think about it too. Yeah. And like I, what is, like, who's an authority and what information is being kept back can also be a conversation maybe that would come up with this card. And so we're mm-hmm. looking at romantic comedies as the authority on yeah. um, relationships and dating.
0: Well, and I. I think... um, And what is it holding back? Yeah. What is it holding back? What is it sharing? Something that... Where is it connecting circuits? Yeah. Where is it connecting circuits? Well, and something I want to ponder a little bit is like... And it came up in the really cool interview you're going to hear. um, Which is like so sweet. We interviewed Christy's parents and it's (laughs) the most adorable thing. But your mom said... Um, and maybe we'll play this, I don't know. It basically like trying to understand romantic and comedy together Mm. and that comedy reminds us of like Shakespeare and all the way back to like the Greeks, right. And probably other cultures had this, like how, like the, the, uh, significators of like a, is that a word? Um. I don't think so, but you know I what I'm saying. think I know like what you're saying. Like the signs that you're going to enter into a comedy. Yeah. Like, oh, here's, this is a sign. You know, you're heading into happily ever after right. territory. It's going to end well. Yeah. And so I'm like really thinking about that in terms of like when we're thinking about like frameworks maybe mm-hmm. for the Hierophant yeah. is like, here's mm-hmm. this framework and then how do we funnel like, other, other, um, like, oh, gosh, architectures around comedy and, like, love and romance into this, like, container called rom-com, and, mm-hmm. like, how do we, how can we understand that through this, like, you know, this, like, magical lens? <laughs> so I'm like, how do I wrap oh, my brain God. around that? Yeah, okay, so,
3: to summarize. Yeah, I'm trying I don't to, know like, what like, I said. try to visualize that. So, Yeah if from if romantic comedies are this thing that's like y- you assume it ends with two people probably falling in love mhm and like and probably getting married maybe getting married definitely mm-hmm. in Shakespeare's time getting married um but you know there's like also a conflict
0: mhm
3: so but you know that you know what the result is going to be. Yeah. Like, so going in, you already know what the result is going to be, so you're, like, reassured. hmm But you also know that there's going to be a journey that you have to go on. But then how does that fit into the... Yeah. <laughs> oh, <that's>... God. Yeah. <laughs> into this idea of...
0: Uh, circuitry. Circuitry. And networks.
3: And knowing and
0: information... And I think, sharing... But I think we're being a little tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> right? With the Hierophant.
3: God, I hope. Yeah, I know. I for
0: sure do. We better be. Because I do think there is something, if we think about, like, rom-com as Hierophant, right? Yeah. So it's 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 branching out, and, and really the question that we were asking a lot of people and ourselves was, what have you learned, right? Yeah. What what have you learned, better or worse,
3: from the tongue-in-cheek authority of the rom Of the rom-com. About relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: grand gesture (laughs) (laughs) all right Christy tell me the story okay great we're gonna talk about grand gestures because that's something that happens in in uh podcasts (laughs) 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 it does it It does does happen in podcasts this so it, today, let's just coffee. take a grand gesture I did today, grand gesture, I forgot my headphones at Henry's house, and I went back there, and I was like, hey, may I have my headphones, please? And he gave them to me, and then I was like, oh, also, eat a bite of this delicious donut I just bought, because I wanted to make sure, I wanted to be like, I want, you, I want my men to be fat and happy. <laughs> Because Christy channeling
0: her pure daddy energy. Yeah, this is like my daddy vibe. Like, take another bite. Oh, magnanimous me. <laughs> what? And then she... We added this part. She pinched him on the butt and rode away on her bike. Into the sunset. Or the yeah. sunrise.
3: I, that's right. Sorry. The sunrise. Um, so there you go. That's not... It's not very grand, but it's like, you know, it's like, what? how do you... Uh, how do you be... Extra on a day-to-day basis. Yeah,
0: how do you be extra? I love being a little extra. Oh yeah, I'm a little extra. So we talked to one of our friends, two of our friends, three of our friends, three of our friends about rom
3: romantic comedies, and we asked them what they learned from the authority in quotes of rom coms about relationships. And one of the things
0: that themes that came up was the grand gesture. Yeah, but I think the real message is. Don't be afraid to make a bold statement of
3: love. Okay, and you think this is a good thing. Yeah, I think a bold statement of
0: love is always a good thing. it. That big gestures never fail and always... (laughs) And you should always do them. Always (laughs) do them, regularly, yeah. (laughs)
3: The only thing holding you back is
0: yourself. There you go.
3: But if, okay, how about this? If you were gonna like plan one, what's your like favorite genre of grand gesture?
2: Well, I enjoyed like the
0: like the running stage and like taking yeah. the microphone yeah, yeah, and like being yeah, yeah. super vulnerable and cheesy. But then everyone's like, "Damn, that guy just like professed <laughs> their love to that person," yes. and it was awkward and cringy, but like oh. very. Honest and... <laughs> there. I want that in my life. There you
2: go.
0: Where's the person going to do that for me? That's what I'm always thinking.
3: Does anyone else have a favorite grand gesture?
1: It's not a favorite, but a, a trope that I think is super common is waiting
0: until the wedding to express <laughs> your feelings. <laughs> oh, Yes, I know, which feels
2: maybe a little mean. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely <laughs> someone, like <someone> super mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, someone's not like, Tell back, us more. No, but I had this this guy that I was friends with in high school, but he was like best friends with my boyfriend, but my boyfriend, he had to dance, so I would always dance with him instead at school dances. And then like he came up to visit me in college, and he was like, I'm just here to tell you I'm getting married next weekend. But before I get married, I just have to know, is there any chance for us? And I was like, no, there's (laughs) never been any chance for us
3: because we've never had like,
0: I think. Okay, so Patrick Condon, super awesome. He was a musician in New Orleans. So I was here and he was in New Orleans and I would go visit him every once in a while. And I went to go visit him. he picked me up from the airport and I still to this day, I'm like, which road were we on? But we drove this like back way back into the city from the airport and he like pulled off onto this field and I was like, ooh, what are we going to do? And he like got out of the car and he'd been like memorizing how to play Ben Harper's sexual healing. Yes! And it was so great. So he like got yes! out, like stood in this field and like played it for me and I was like, ah! So hot. That's really yeah, it was so hot. great. Oh, that's yeah, it was such a, a good gesture. gesture. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, I love. it. Yeah, you. and then he like had written me all these like great songs. Oh my god, that yeah, was good.
3: That's really really
0: cute. Yeah, it was cute. And so I decided I like when people make art for me. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I like
3: that too. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a good gesture. Can I tell you guys a romantic gesture that yeah, I yeah. did? I was in high school and my friend Nels had just moved to Canada and I had a huge crush on him. And I like wrote to his parents, like we were writing letters back and forth and like was very fun and like one-upping like each other with each letter. And he sent a letter that like was very professional and said like like we need help. The Nels, his name's Nels, the Nels is endangered and if someone doesn't come to mate with the Nels soon, it will be gone forever. <laughs> And I thought it was so funny that I, like, show my parents and they thought it was really funny. And then somehow they still thought it was okay for me to go to Canada to visit him. (laughs) So I, like, wrote to his parents and I was like, hey, I want to come visit Nels, but I don't want it. I want it to be a surprise. Is that cool? And they were like, yeah, we'll help pay to get you here. And I was like, this is awesome. And so then they told him his cousin Peter was coming. And so I, like, wrote cousin Peter on the shirt and, like, wore it. And then I was, like, so fucking nervous, like, because I was, like, does this mean that I have to mate with the Nils? Like, <laughs> like I, is it gonna be like that? But then I got there and we were both just like turned bright pink, like, hello! And he was like, I can't believe you're here. I'm so pink now. <laughs> and like we just hung out. And it was like for a week, and like we held hands.
0: Oh, that's and cute. That was it. I Love everyone's stories about grand gestures. I know.
3: I'm so happy that you've had a grand gesture.
0: Yes. I've done a grand I know. Of course you are. A daddy. Yeah. A daddy. A daddy Leo. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I I think what I'm really reflecting on, Christy, is how much joy you bring to the questions you ask and how you're asking everyone all these questions, Mm. which leads us to our next set of interviews. Right. Because you asked your Artist Way group some similar questions.
4: Let's, let's let's hear it however i don't know i also the main the main thing i think that was like toxic for me growing up with these like romantic comedies was uh that like obsession is acceptable and um, mm. that chasing and making like uh the relationship the center of your universe was accepted and encouraged and okay and <laughs> it caused caused a lot of problems in my life mm. Yeah, I think that's really a good answer. And there's there's certain crazy things that people do in movies too. Like, you know, the thing in Love Actually, where the guy shows up with the signs mm-hmm. outside of, you know, it's like really um, unhinged. <laughs> like you know, showing up st- outside someone's window with a boombox. You know, that um, kind of my thing the grand gesture um, and can you imagine being proposed to on the jumbotron at a baseball game and not wanting to marry the person
3: but I see what you're saying like there's like a lot of putting someone on the spot so it's like if you're in in the middle of a grand gesture and you feel mediocre about someone you'd be really embarrassed to embarrass them by saying no you might even say yes because
4: you were so humiliated right
3: so <laughs> there's. Two different, like, stark takes. Like, we've got the, like, pro grand gesture, grand gesture to kingdom come. (laughs) (laughs) And also the fact that, like, sometimes grand gestures are unasked for. It's not what you want necessarily. Not consensual. What if the person's not reading your vibe, right? And they're, like, grand gesturing at you, and you're like, excuse me, sir, no, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay. Okay, so, but what do we think? What do you think about grand gestures? Are you pro or or con?
0: I think maybe there are degrees of grand gestures, but I think on the whole, I'm going to say I'm a fan of a grand gesture. Woo! Woo! Me too. Yeah. Not non-consensual <laughs> grand gestures. Yeah. I think, so this is what I feel about a grand gesture. Yeah. A grand gesture would totally work because it, Perhaps in my world, my rom-com of a life, um, <laughs> that is like the person, for me it would like presuppose that the person really knew me well yes, and was now having to, right, like come back to like repair the conflict because that happens mm. in rom-coms <laughs> and would be like, I'm doing this thing that I know Tunisia would love. And because, because like, I her knew her, big well. heart on fire. Oh, I love that. And that would be so awesome because it would. Because <laughs> in this romantic comedy that I've just invented yeah. in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm so sad. This person, and you know, and then they would like show up doing whatever they did.
3: I love it. Yeah, this is great to Tunisia because it also transitions to the fact that almost every romantic comedy. We're kind of going backwards, but almost every romantic comedy has. A conflict mm-hmm. or, like, a problem that results in, like, some action being taken. Yeah. And I feel like that's, in throughout other conversations I've had this week, the last couple weeks, about rom-coms with people that I didn't
0: record. I know, me neither.
3: I was like, wait, the thing I've learned from romantic comedies that I like is that sometimes you have to, like, be like, no, I'm gonna figure out what I need. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, and I love, like, a motivational, like... Uh, like, montage yes, where someone's too. just, like, fixing their life, yeah, getting it all together. Like, often it's, like, what? Like, exercising and yeah. stuff? But,
0: like, <laughs> yeah. I remember there was one montage sequence where there was, like, a dress that she could never zip up, but she, like, <laughs> makes this contraption that, like, <gasps> like magnetizes to her zippers and like she, oh! zip her own oh, dress so she doesn't
3: need like a man
0: yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need anyone else to
3: zip her dress um i do like having a man zip my dress yeah
0: or, totally. a, woman.
3: or a woman someone zip me up zip me up honey um okay um or zip me up robot <laughs> yeah whatever you've got andy you could train your cat or your dog right so that's an example of like Personal growth. I think that really resonates with me because it's like about like discovering the things you love, the things that are important and powerful to you and holding yourself, right? Yes. Which is like the vibe that we've been talking about a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I also think that the, all of this actually, maybe not the grand gestures, but the kind of like holding yourself and also a little bit of this idea of like the, it's supposed to be-ness that happens in rom-coms we talk about with your parents in the really cute interview with them. So Let's we should listen to that. that over to that. Oh.
2: Yes. Um, yeah.
3: good, morning. good morning. Good morning. Good morning. George and
1: Lorraine Cook, my parents. Christie's mom and <laughs> papa. And and I'll just point out that uh the parents of the of Michael Fox and Back to the Future. They were George and Lorraine. Great. Oh, great. Too so bad. So
3: actually Back to the Future is not a rom-com. Otherwise, that would have been an amazing. I
1: know.
3: I know. I know, I know. Transition. <laughs> Transition. Let's let Dad get a seat. All right. Sweet. My mom gave Listen. me some feedback one day, and it was, I think you're saying the F-word too many times.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Which word? <laughs> Honey, it's nothing you know about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're their own. Ones. I mean, what the fuck do I know? Superficiality. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dad. It, would you it, say it, it arises frequently in uh, in those comedies? Is that p- young people, particularly, you know, in the t- people in their twenties? A lot of times. Um. Respond very transparently to their ego without much thought of anything deeper. Mm-hmm. It's like they might feel feel some romantic urge, you know, hormones or something, and then they just respond to that and they think it's true love.
3: Wait, follow up question though for you: Do you like romantic comedies, Papa?
2: Like is a strong word.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do you feel about them? Uh, uh,
2: You know, we've been watching some. And I I think it's mainly because we don't want to watch anything too serious uh, in the evening. And so, like, right now we're watching Santa Oh, Sanditon? Like the Jane Austen. Uh, on PBS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the unfinished the unfinished book. And um, Lorraine will back me on this, that I make little comments because being a one on the Enneagram, I tend to be a bit judgmental. <laughs> and um, so I would complain a little bit about, oh my gosh. Why Why are they acting like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but if you know what you're getting into, it doesn't matter. I mean, you, I think the way you have to approach romantic comedies, particularly telenovela-style uh, soap opera in the evening-style TV, that was- is that you go into it knowing what you're, you know, the limits of it. It's not... Supposed to give you any deep, really deep look at life, and it's it's amazing if a little bit sneaks through. Mm-hmm. What were we watching? That we every once in a while they would say something. It's the other one that we watched, uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton, for some <laughs> Yay! reason. Yay! For some yes. reason, uh, you know, I, we were just hooked to, for something to watch at night. But every once in a while, there'd be some, I can't remember an example, but there'd be, someone would say something, i say, my gosh, that's a lot deeper than I expected of that. I remember
3: being a kid and watching, like, commercials with you, and you'd, like, be weeping because the commercial was so sweet.
1: <laughs> and you'd be yeah, like, hey, yeah.
2: McDonald's,
1: it's my turn. My very favorite rom-com is Holiday. You know, with Kate Winslet and Jude Law and Cameron Diaz and Jack Black. Love that movie. It's one of the only films I own. So I've watched it at least 10 times, right? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And I watched it this last year with you christy Mm -hmm. and actually sitting there in the living room in albuquerque watching holiday i learned something from it that i was shocked that i never picked up on before Uh, and i think it's not that i didn't notice it before it's that it didn't I, could, I didn't relate to it so much before. And it was re- it came through really strong. And w- it was this. I think I love that film because two women are having these difficulties in their love lives and they just up and decide to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. like if you want a different result, you got to do something different. So they switch places. And in the process, the one of those, women Kate Winslet's character was pretty down on herself you know like she hadn't been successful in love and she was just feeling pretty bad about things
4: Mm.
1: and she got to Los Angeles this beautiful home and was all excited about that but the real gift of what happened was she met that older man the really old guy who didn't didn't give her any instructions, except he introduced her to another possibility of a woman. And the, and he introduced her to women in movies who showed gumption. And I love that word gumption. Like that's what she was missing was her own gumption. And, and when I saw it this last time, I thought, yeah.
0: I got gumption. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. cute. Your mama has so much gumption. She does. And she also
3: was taking care of me in that moment. I was really sick when she came to Albuquerque. And I think probably
0: that was something she needed to realize in that moment. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cute. She saw what she needed in the movie. Um, Okay. So the last piece about um, romantic comedies maybe that we... That we got to hear about from hear about from your parents mm-hmm. was the meat cute. The meat cute. Because that's really the favorite part of romantic comedy. I think, and that's actually at the very beginning. So we really did work through it backwards.
3: Yeah, I yeah, like it. I like it too. Um, but yeah, we've talked about the meat cute before. Yeah. yeah. Not What's not a meat cute? What's not a Meet cute? What meet-cute? is a meat
1: cute? But let's hear what uh my mom had to say. You know, like, oh, I'm I'm flying to my dream vacation and somebody bumps me into first class by mistake and i sit by somebody absolutely fascinating that i need to meet yeah that's really cute <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay that's i love it. it yeah i love it too or
1: how i met you
2: oh that's uh, very cute it was, it was
1: very it was it was destiny it was very very cute i had oh, yeah. uh, i had uh, it, i got very interested in transcendental meditation i really wanted to learn to meditate i finally made it happen you know i it was in Ho- hawaii and i had a very handsome tm yeah. teacher who invited me out after teaching me to meditate okay. to a meditator party and it was
4: being I like that
3: meditator it could have been meditator or party that was in quotes. We don't
4: know. <laughs> yeah, meditator party.
3: Yeah,
1: really I wonder what that was. Um, anyway, it was a nice bunch of people who all happened to meditate but they were not meditating at the party. it. Gotcha. And I got there <clears throat> and uh, somebody said, oh, George is out on the back porch making homemade ice cream and I love homemade ice cream so I just went out and said oh I see you're making ice cream you need some help <laughs> and that's
3: why I was born that's how you're here <laughs> you're the result of a
0: cute meat cute Aww. a sweet meat cute sweet meat cute okay so Christy we are at the end of our episode. So, what are our final takeaways about rom-coms and what we have learned, how we might apply it? I love it. I I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to apply
3: the the sequence montage where I like improve my life with this caveat, like that I think the thing I learned from rom-coms is noticing when something isn't.
0: Right. Like, or isn't
3: how, isn't, isn't actually like working or isn't in alignment with your values or whatever. And like, then like being like, I'm going to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And like, what does that look like? And how, cause that's being honest with yourself. And I think that's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's great. Um, I think maybe. How do I, I'm just going to be silly right now, um, is like, how do I bring more grand gesturing yeah. to my friends and like, and, and maybe that includes like when you have a moment where you're like experiencing so much delight and joy to be like, this is so amazing and like make it really glorious and joyful.
3: That's like the goal that I would be like, yeah, top of my to-do list every day. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, I love that. Okay, sweet. So you can um you can follow the pod on Instagram.
0: <laughs> the date <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it this time. You can follow the pod on Instagram at Dates of Our Lives Pod. Or you can follow us on our website, thedatesofourlives.buzzsprout.com. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
3: That's so amazing. You're a
0: badass. And I used my
3: professional voice. You did. (laughs) And next week, we will be talking about... Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. The Lover's Card. The Lover's Card. the Lover's Year. Oh, yeah. Oh Yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, this is the you know this is the dark night of Easter. Oh. Uh, Jesus is in the tomb. Nobody knows. Everybody figures that's the end. So it's kind of a interesting time to be doing almost anything because uh, nothing's much supposed to be happening on the day before Easter. You know. Okay. So we can look forward to something really brilliant tomorrow.
4: Oh. Ooh.